Hello and welcome to Alessandra's Angle, a show about positivity and self-improvement. We'll be featuring a variety of topics from motivation and inspiration to life hacks and leadership insights. I'm Alessandra Cavaluzzi and I'll be your host for this podcast. Join me each month for tips and information on how to transform your reality for the better. It's never too late to change the path that we're on. And there's no better time than now to rewrite your story. Are you ready? Great. Then let's get right into today's show. Hey everyone, it's Alessandra here. Hope you're all well. Today's topic is on optimism. So we're going to talk today about what optimism is and how having an optimistic attitude or way of thinking benefits us in all areas of our life. Okay, so let's start with the definition of optimism. When we say somebody is optimistic, what this means is that this person has a way of thinking that requires them to be mindful of future goals. So optimism is a way of thinking that requires us to think about our goals for the future. And optimists tend to look forward to the future and expect positive outcomes. So not only are they enthusiastic and looking forward to what is to come, they have a positive attitude or expectation about what will transpire in the future with regard to their goals. Conversely, when we say someone is pessimistic, they have the opposite view. They are not very much looking forward to the future, or they have a a dim or dismal outlook of the future and low expectations for achieving their goals. So obviously, when you hear the definition of both optimism and pessimism, we rightfully so assume that being optimistic will give us better results overall in our quality of life and in our well-being. So let's take a look because that is true. We're going to look at all different areas of life and how optimism lends to positive results in all of these areas. So let's start off with friendships. People who are optimistic tend to have higher perception of social support within their friendships and expect or receive support reciprocity. So they not only expect to be supported, they actually experience a higher perception of being supported by their friends and close relationships. Lower interpersonal conflict when someone is engaged in optimistic friendships. When they're optimistic, and when they are engaged with others in their friendship circle that are like them and share those positive outlooks. There's also a higher quality of friendships. And this goes without saying, because if your friends are positive, they tend to influence you and bolster your feelings of positivity as well. So that, you know, you, you are the company you keep. They say that, and that's absolutely true. If you surround yourself with people who are positive and lift you up and support you and encourage you, you're going to feel that way about your goals and your ability to achieve them. Another area that optimism helps in is biomedical health. Studies have shown that people who are optimistic have lower levels of medical symptoms. They also have a better health-related lifestyle habits. So if they're positive about their overall life, they tend to make more positive choices or we tend to make more positive choices in the way we live our life, the food we eat, We focus on being healthy because it makes us feel good. 
we exercise more, we get outside more, we do things out in nature, experience life more, because we just feel good about ourselves overall. That also lends to a positive self-image and the way we feel about the way we look outwardly, physically, and also the way we feel internally. And those better health-related lifestyle habits, goes without saying, lend to positive biomedical outcomes. Now let's take a look at romantic relationships. And here's an interesting thing as well, because studies here have also shown that couples who are optimistic tend to have better relationship satisfaction. They feel happier in their relationships, and they also have a better functioning within the relationship. This is because optimistic couples tend to engage more in cooperative problem solving than those who are pessimistic. Now, interestingly, what they found is that it doesn't always work this well when one person is positive and the other person is pessimistic. In fact, if somebody has a moderate level of positivity or optimism and their partner is on the lower end or is more higher in the pessimistic scale, um, it could create problems because it only makes the other person feel worse because they're not sharing those feelings of positivity. They don't relate to that uh, as well. So if there's a big like difference in between the levels of optimism in the couples, it doesn't work as well as when both are relatively at the same level uh, of positivity. And so again, there tends to be a better relationship dynamic and functioning when both people view their situation, their relationship, life overall with a more optimistic mindset. Mental and emotional health is also highly impacted by how much optimism uh, is in our life or how we view our lives how much, with the level of optimism. A study by Affleck, Tenen, and Apter in 2001 revealed that the daily levels of happiness were actually related to optimism. So the day-to-day levels of how happy someone feels was directly related or related positively to the level of optimism that the person experienced in their life. Likewise, daily levels of sadness also related negatively to the level of optimism. So if their levels of sadness were high, their level of optimism was low. And so this was a study that helped to determine that and how our day-to-day feelings, whether we feel happy or sad, has an effect on our overall feelings of optimism versus pessimism. The study also suggested that optimistic people are better able to regulate their moods versus pessimists. And it's interesting because when you think about overall mood, that affects everything from our personal relationships to the way we see ourselves to also our work relationships, which we'll get into in the next few minutes here. But people that are optimistic are better able to control their moods, to keep feelings of anger, frustration, and stress sort of in check better than someone who has a pessimistic view because they're expecting more of a positive outcome than someone who's pessimistic, which is just expecting everything to go wrong. And so that will further fuel any sense of frustration or fear or anger or stress. Another interesting find there, when it comes to work relationships, there was a Finnish study done by Mack Kangas and Kinuin in 2003 that revealed that 
optimistic employees suffered from less emotional exhaustion and mental distress than pessimistic employees. And you can see, you know, when you look at the previous study that we just talked about, how optimistic people can control their moods more, the moods lead to distress and frustration and mental exhaustion or physical exhaustion. You know, emotional exhaustion also plays into the way we feel physically. The mind, the body responds to the brain's messages. So if the brain is saying, I'm totally stressed and I can't take it right now and I just feel exhausted, the body is going to respond in kind and you're going to get those physical feelings of being tired um, and you know sleepy and just sluggish. That all comes from the mind and the brain. And so a very important point there that optimistic people can better control their emotions, which also help them to better control or minimize feelings of emotional exhaustion and mental distress. Another interesting study by Youssef and Luthens in 2007 showed that job satisfaction, work happiness, and commitment to the organization are all higher in optimists. So the levels of job satisfaction and someone's commitment to their work is way higher in people that are optimistic than those who are pessimistic. And finally, education. So for people in college, college students, there have been a number of studies also on students and how optimism and pessimism impact people. So with students who are optimistic tend to have a better mechanism for coping with stress and challenges. And there was a direct correlation between college grades and positivity or optimism. And this was a study that was done by Shemers, Hu, and Garcia in 2001. And they said the reason for that is because optimism is associated with the ability to cope with stress and challenges. And so with the higher the levels of the optimism, the better the student's ability to cope with the stress of studying and the workload that, has, that goes with that and any other challenges they face throughout their educational journey. So we can see that optimism obviously has a very good impact, a positive impact on our overall well-being and in all areas of our life, whether it be our physical well-being, our emotional and mental well-being, our relationships and our friendships, uh, those close connections, our ability to work smarter and be successful in our careers and also in our ability to excel and succeed in our educational journey and obtaining our goals of getting our bachelor's degree or our master's degree or our PhD or whatever path you're looking to take. And so it's all good stuff. This, all, this is all really good, but, okay, and there's always a, a but, a caveat. We have to be careful when we talk about optimism because as they say, too much of a good thing is not good. And so what I want to talk about next and spend a couple of minutes on is the need for balance. Because while it's great to be optimistic, and yes, we want to be optimistic, we've got to be realistic too. And so we can't go off the charts into the stratosphere and be like super duper optimistic about everything all the time. Because number one, that's just not 
a good thing. It's not realistic. Uh, not everyone is always going to be super, super, super positive and happy and, and optimistic all the time. Life gets in the way things happen. You're going to be challenged from time to time uh, on your ability to be positive and optimistic. And the other thing is it could actually be a detriment in certain situations. Uh, and I'll talk about that in a second. So let's talk about the balance. So it's okay to feel a little, you know, wary or pessimistic that something may go wrong. If you have some steps laid out or a backup plan to mitigate the results that could come out if, if things don't go your way. And it's actually okay to feel a little pessimistic. And it's actually called defense pessimism. And what this is, is that these are people that think that something could go wrong. So they are pessimistic in a way, but they also make plans for how they're going to handle it if something goes wrong. So they're not super positive that everything is going to turn out the way they want it. In fact, they may be thinking that I'm probably not going to pass this test, or I'm probably not going to do really good in this interview, or I'm probably not going to impress this person on this date, but they also have a plan for how they're going to remedy the situation. Should that happen? Okay. So I may bomb on, I, I may I'm probably going to bomb on this interview. Well, if I bomb on this interview, then I'm just going to move. If I don't get this job, I'll just move on and do something else. I'll go on to the next interview or I'll try to figure out what went wrong and fix it and move on. You know, they have a plan for how they're going to fix it. If it goes, when it goes wrong. Okay. So this kind of person actually is not someone that would respond well to the, Hey, think positive mantra. Everything's going to go well. That's just not how they're wired. So it's important to know that, that if you know somebody like that, you're encouraging them to always think positive, think positive is actually going to hurt them because that's not their, the way they're wired. They will think about the negative outcome, but at the same time, they're formulating a plan for how they're going to handle it. If it doesn't, if the outcome is what they think it's going to be, which is the bad outcome. Uh, and then if it's not, if it turns out to be the opposite and they get the job or they totally impress the heck out of their date and their date wants to see them again or whatever it is, then they're, they're okay with that. And they move on the same way they're, you know, Hey, wow, it didn't go as bad as I thought it was going to be cool. Move on. So, you know, it's important to recognize people that are like that and to not push them to think positive because that will hurt them more than help them. And then the other thing finally is that. Being overly optimistic or having a super high level of optimism can be negative in situations where you need to see the full gamut of the possibilities of outcomes. So for example, if you are a director or executive in a firm and you're charged with creating a strategic plan for a project that the company is investing $10 million in. And you have to come up with a plan and in order for this plan to be rock solid, you need to think of every outcome, the possibilities of what could happen if the company embarks on this road of taking on this particular project. And if you are someone who is super duper high on your optimism scale, you're not even thinking about the possible negative outcomes because you're convinced that everything's going to go the way you want it. And so you're not going to even think about putting in a plan of something that's going to go wrong. If something should go wrong, because it's just not, you know, I just know it's going to go right. This is where you can get yourself into serious trouble because you need to balance 
the positivity with the pessimism or, you know, you want to call it pessimism of the reality that it could very well go wrong. This project could go completely off the rails. Something unforeseen or an external factor could come in and completely change uh, your plan. So you need to have a contingency plan in place. You need to have a backup plan, whatever you want to call it, and be prepared for things that could go wrong. Because if you're not thinking about that, if you're not having a little bit of pessimism in that case, um, you're not going to be prepared. And that could cost you, you, your firm, millions of dollars, and it could possibly cost you your job. So that's an example of where being highly optimistic could actually lead to an outcome that is not favorable to you. So everything, as they say, in moderation, this is just another example of everything being in moderation and why it's important to have to strike that balance between the positive and negative or the optimism and pessimism and why it's important for that balance to be there because that's, you know, when the two things can exist or coexist, when you can balance them in a healthy way, that is when you can achieve the greatest success. And when we have a well-rounded view of life and also where we can reap the most benefits from, uh, from having uh, the, the optimistic mindset. Okay. So let us recap optimism. Optimism is defined as a way of thinking and where people are Uh, viewing their future, thinking about their future, mindful of the future goals. Optimists tend to look forward to the future with positive outcomes. Things are going to go well. Conversely, pessimists have the opposite thought. They're really not looking forward to the future. They don't plan for the future. They don't really have any goals set in mind. And they usually think that things will not go their way. They'll turn out in an unfavorable way. Optimism helps us in every facet of our lives. An optimistic mindset helps us to have stronger and more healthy and functioning relationships, romantic relationships, and friendships where we feel more supported and have that reciprocity of support, lower levels of conflicts in our relationships, better health, biomedical health, lower symptoms, positive biomedical outcomes, better health related lifestyle choices, better mental and emotional health, and just overall feelings of well-being, greater satisfaction in our work relationships, in our job satisfaction, in the way we feel about the companies we work for, more commitment, more happiness in our work environment, and in our education, less stress while we're pursuing our education, better able to cope with the challenges and the emotional ups and downs of uh, a workload, of balancing the workload, particularly also if you're someone who's currently working and going back to school, that's an extra workload because you've got your eight hour workday or 10 hour workday, and then you've got your schoolwork on top of that. So uh, having an optimistic mindset helps us to balance all of those emotions and stressors. And speaking of balance, balance is key ensuring that we're not unrealistically optimistic and that we have a moderate sense of optimism while also understanding that it's necessary to sometimes be pessimistic to a degree and knowing how to balance the two and achieving that balance so that the two can coexist and give us the 
better chances of attaining everything that we want to attain in our lives. So important to have that balance, be optimistic, but also plan for if something should go wrong, because in life, things will go wrong from time to time. And you need to understand that and not have this unrealistic expectation that everything's going to go your way. Because then what happens is when it doesn't, then your depression and feelings of anxiety and stress will be through the roof because you never saw it coming. So being realistic and being able to balance the two is the key to achieving everything that you desire and overall optimal, <laughs> no pun intended, uh, optimal health and well-being. All right. Okay. So that's my talk for today. I hope you enjoyed this and got a lot out of it and I wish you a wonderful day and a great rest of the week and weekend. Take care. A reminder to connect with me on social media, on LinkedIn at Alessandra Cavaluzzi, on Instagram at Alessandra Cavaluzzi, on Twitter at A Cavaluzzi, and I'm also on Facebook. But on Facebook, I'm under a million dollars in change. That's the name of my book. So that's where you can find me there. So let's connect. If you'd like to sign up for the Alessandra's Angle newsletter, you can go to my website, alessandracavaluzzi.com. Click on email updates to receive the latest newsletter. Or you can just drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show and what you'd like to hear about in future episodes of this podcast. Until next time, remember, the journey to your new reality starts now. And you have to believe in order to achieve. So believe in yourself.